Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, what's up? Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, because I've, I've been trying to record with like this headset on and it never, ever works. So I wanted to make sure we we're good to go. Well, it's working. Well, for those who don't know who's on the other end, Molly, Darling Rage Nation, has joined me for some shenanigans. Say hello to the humans out there in the world. Hey, human. What's up? And, and, and animals. There's probably animals listening. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. sure that there's a lot of animals who listen to Anchor regularly. Well, they do. I mean, maybe not even by choice. They could just be in the room and, I don't know, hear the sweet sounds of Darling Rage Nation wafting throughout their house. <laughs> They're like, who is that? Why don't I see them? Hmm. Hmm. But we're, uh, we decided to do this interview to just kind of chat, and there's really no specific purpose. I just wanted to kind of share uh, a bit of your creative journey and how you got onto Anchor and all that stuff. So if you want to kind of tell the people a little bit about you and your, like, I don't know, life mission, tell your life story. Start from birth. My entire life story. Okay, so 1988, I was born. <laughs> Fast forward to 2017. Um, yeah, no, I actually joined Anchor just like two weeks ago, which is kind of insane, considering where we're at now. <laughs> right. So, which is it's just cool because the platform is growing so much. So I found out about Anchor via Natalie Frank and the Rising Tide Society, and she did like a instagram live about it um but i'm pretty sure gary v was talking about it weeks before her so i had heard about it but when she talked about it it was like all my circles started migrating over there so it was like oh well that's the cool thing to do we'll go over to anchor and leverage voice um since then like half of those circles have stopped using it so that's helpful (laughs) (laughs) right it's been interesting Um, to see if people like get attached to it or not yeah, and I've definitely gotten really attached to it because um, it's just a really good way for me to make new content that's off the cuff and not scheduled. Um, because basically, so life mission, I'm an artist, a painter, like fine artist. So I sell my stuff and I'm a creativity coach. So I talk about creativity all day long and how you can access it and make your inner critic shut up and all of those good things. So Anchor was a really perfect platform for me to talk about those things all the time. Um, And I've learned how to be a little more creative with it too, with like different segments I've been playing with. And yeah, so that's basically the story behind that. Nice. Uh, I really love the like off the cuff stuff, just like your kids and the singing and all that stuff. Like it's super rad to like hear little bits of life. You actually inspired me to start doing the whole like sound of Starbucks thing when I go to Starbucks in the morning and just let it nice. play because you hear all the the clinks and the noises and the beeps and things. It's not as cute as like a baby going ba ba, but you know, <laughs> but but yeah. You know, it's well, a thing. I mean, it helps to have kind of musical and extroverted children. Other well, I mean, my two year old is extroverted. My five year old is usually like, don't point the phone at me because. <laughs> I'm already not cool, and she's not even started kindergarten, so that bodes well for the future. <laughs> yeah, she's already jumped into her teenage phase. Seriously, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to come home, and she's got, like, tattoos and piercings and, like, a giant boyfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's my boyfriend. His name is Ricky. He's 12. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> 
oh, a little man. bit scary. She's an instigator, so she's right. definitely going to be a leader of some sort someday. But right now, that looks like not wanting to listen to me ever. So, well, <laughs> from what I've gathered about you over the past few days, it seems that you are very much a leader type, and that would make perfect sense that she would follow those footsteps. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, we're the exa- almost the exact same personality. So that is very interesting dynamic-wise. But yeah, <laughs> thanks for the Fantastic. compliment about the segments. That's been really fun for me to do and like play with. So yeah, it's been good. You know, just talking the past few days, it's it's pretty apparent that like, hey, you're very good at gifts and also very good <laughs> at um, just providing good life advice. I there was a the recent. Oh, <laughs> generally like you know you've helped me but in in the same vein you've helped kind of other people just by talking on anchor and being forthright with like you know helping people and I I think the compassion really shows when you're talking about you know I'm on this journey with you and alongside of you Um, so at point at what point was there like a trigger in your life as to um, when you wanted to like start helping people or do you feel like you've always been (laughs) kind of like that I've always been kind of like that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I've always been super extroverted and super just like, I will be your cheerleader. And what are you excited about? I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm really excited for you. (laughs) I'm kind of like a puppy. Um, (laughs) But it's super, super fun for me. Um, But like on this, as far as a trigger for like this specific path of like creativity coaching and like the whole darling rage thing that Mm -hmm. all came about um from basically like two years ago now when I had Jake who's my second kid with both of the kids I had really severe postpartum depression which is why I also touch on mental health a lot um so because the first time around I didn't know what it was like I didn't understand that I wasn't supposed to feel like miserable (laughs) um So, so that was really rough the first time around. And then the second time around, I knew what it was, but I was like, oh, crap, going to deal with this all over again. Right. Um, so when I had Jake, I basically ended up being, like, on my couch with him, which is kind of inevitable the first few weeks, but, like, it doesn't have to last as long as it did. And that was because of postpartum depression. So I was pretty much, like, couch-bound for, like, three months or something like that like to the point where I was really not moving like I wore like there was like a dent (laughs) in our couch where I was just all the time like it was that bad um so I was just watching tv and like eating food kind of sometimes um and feeding Jake and snuggling with him and that was it um but like not really having any willpower to do anything else and so it went on so long that I was, I, I don't even know what it was, honestly. There was just one day when I, I must have been watching like a documentary on Netflix or something, <laughs> but something <laughs> like, something like flipped a switch and I just was like, I'm freaking sick of this. Like, <laughs> what the heck am I doing? Um, and I need to do something to take control, but I don't know what to do. Um, and I had like a journal nearby and like some crayons that Penny was playing with my daughter and I was like I've been an artist my entire life and I have not made anything for like the duration of my marriage and you know it had been like years so I was like you know what I'm just gonna doodle and I'm gonna do I'm just gonna do that so I started drawing 
like doodling and not worrying about what it looked like basically for like two minutes a day, not even as long as I made something. Um, and then that kind of turned into, I was like, well, I need something to keep me accountable. So I decided to start posting on Instagram once a day. <laughs> I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just post every like daily doodles or whatever. And I started posting those and lo and behold, people started liking them, which was not my purpose at all. And it was kind of a little embarrassing to be honest, because <laughs> I was right. like, oh crap, this was supposed to be like just a therapeutic thing for me, but apparently it's helping other people too. And I, and I started um, actually writing almost like meditations, but kind of like letters to myself on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But they were directed at whoever was going to read them. So they would sound something like, hey, love, I see you. I know you're totally depressed right now. You don't know if you're ever going to make it out. Like basically a letter yeah. to myself. But because people identified with it, there I was getting a lot of people reaching out to me and being like, thank you. This like saved my life today. Like crazy stuff mm. like that that I didn't set out to do. Um, but the more that I did it, the more I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and right. yeah, so it, that whole process, there was a lot more like nuance and complexity to it. But basically that led me to just um, coming into my own as a full-blown artist and being comfortable with calling myself that and then calling myself like a creativity cheerleader or like a creativity coach just because I was like life is too short um and we also had a friend that died in 2014 like really tragically so mm -hmm. i would say that was another catalyst for like the whole right. life is too short to do stuff we don't want to do <laughs> type yeah. thing yeah so it was no, like yeah perfect. <laughs> so basically all of those things kind of coalesced to put me on the path that i'm right now so yeah that sounds that i mean that's like a beautiful uh oddly beautiful story <laughs> you know it's 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 interesting to see that you like really kind of took the compassion that you give to others and realized that you kind of had to apply it to yourself and that yeah you still there <laughs> hello oh hey hey welcome back to the party thanks <laughs> i basically Lucky we got cut off so yeah, we got cut off, so I, like, pretty much just talked to myself for about five minutes. Um, <laughs> so, good times. But, you know, it's <laughs> perfectly normal for me to just talk to myself in a subway parking lot. Yeah, because Anchor. Because <laughs> Anchor be anchoring. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. So, what I was saying, or it was just, like, it was hearing that I was complimenting you again, and it was like, stop it, we get it, cut it out. Um... <laughs> But basically, I was what I was getting to as you were explaining sort of your your entire life story. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm that was a terrible call. <laughs> right. Um, that it seemed that you were able to like harness your own compassion for others and kind of eventually turn it on yourself when you needed it, and um, that ended up turning into something where you could help other people. So like it, it kind of became this back and forth which i think was was pretty cool and i i think the notoriety you're getting for that or have gotten for that is totally worth it so <laughs> thanks to finish that compliment um <laughs> I, I wanted to ask if if there was a uh, a particular point or inception for the name darling rage nation 
Yeah, so like going back to the story that I kind of glossed over a little bit, um, when we lost a friend in 2014, like, so that was basically the catalyst moment for where that name came from. Um, And fun fact, his name was Jake, so that's who my son is named after, actually. Um, But he was like my husband's best friend and like our one of our best friends and married and had three kids and like there's basically a tragic hiking accident um and it sucked and it was the first time in my life that I experienced actual heartbreak like I didn't know that you could feel that crap physically um (laughs) it sucks so we but so we basically went into like you know grief mode as you do when you lose someone and um so and I basically went into a whole thing like where I was like wrestling with my entire belief system and like whether I thought God was actually good and like you know was wrestling with all of that because I was like well if I believe all these things how is that still possible if Jake is dying like when his son is five weeks old you know like just really crappy hard intense things um and it was a long process. It was basically like a wrestling with God process for me, um, but and my own beliefs and everything. Um, but then by the end of it, I kind of came to a place where I realized, you know what, like this like loss is part of the journey and it sucks, but it can also be beautiful and beautiful things can come from the terrible loss. And we are... I am darling and loved like right in the rage of grief and the ugliness of life and and that that's definitely true um obviously like that journey was complex and hard and like gut-wrenching and took months if not at least a year (laughs) um but I kind of came out of it on the other side it was almost like a phoenix situation I guess where like from the ashes of such a crappy situation, uh, I had like brand new self-awareness that was just so rock solid because it was like tested through life crap. So, and obviously like the whole Darling Rage thing, that was that was a name that kind of came to me um, on the fly when I was trying to figure out a name for my business. But uh-huh. it came from, but it came from like months and months and months of like self inner wrestling and stuff um but when it came to the moment of me actually coming up with that name it was just like off the cuff and like yeah that feels right cool <laughs> right and it's and it seems super fitting like it just it uh it fits the entire essence of, of really what you're doing and i think the story even gives it even more weight um which is pretty yeah. cool and cool, cool for you to even share you know sometimes that stuff is hard to talk about yeah well and i'm pretty sure like if you go back in my anchor episodes, it's like my second or third episode. I I go into even more detail and like minutia okay. um, and kind yeah. of explain the whole thing. But yeah, um, and it's also interesting because the name, the Darling Rage, those words together are super fitting for me as a personality as well <laughs> because right, right. I have like edginess and stuff to me, but I also have softness. And so it like, it was pretty all encompassing. It was kind of a cool moment when I came up with that. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is it. <laughs> We're going right. to keep this around for a while. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you just have like hands in the sky. It's like Aretha Franklin moment. Like everything oh, yeah. is great. Yeah. <laughs> Sing to my child. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> like, wow, we've just unlocked something here. This is awesome. <laughs> 
fantastic. Uh, super, super glad to hear that that's kind of like fitting your identity. Do you feel like it's a good like launching pad for really getting you going in like creativity, just having a good, strong name like that? Yeah, and not even like so much the name, but like the why behind it. And the, right. um because the name wouldn't have come if I hadn't had honest, like, inner wrestling. <laughs> um, right, Because right. for such a, like, we all kind of figure, well, we don't all figure that out. A lot of us, if we're fortunate, and it's right. going to sound really crazy, but if we're fortunate, actually, enough to go through really difficult suffering and circumstances, those usually right. are the catalyst moments that make us really question everything, which we mm-hmm. should. Right. <laughs> so... Yeah, so I'm thankful no, in a way. I, you know, <laughs> I, I totally agree. I mean, for me, it wasn't necessarily like an exact moment, but it was, um, you know, when I was a kid, I've always been faced with my t- mortality pretty young because of my depression and sort of like worldview. Um, I never really attached to any kind of faith or anything. I always had it kind of thrown at me, so I always questioned everything just by nature. Um, so yeah. I, I didn't really attach to much. Um, and for me, I've always just kind of like faced my mortality young, and I guess that kind of gave me a sense of gratitude pretty young for for how to approach life. And um, you know, that's why I've taken chances to like come to California and and do different things because you know you only live once, YOLO. Yeah. As, well, as you know, and that's pretty rare in rock and roll because most people, like the vast majority of people, stay safe for their entire life and then have tons of regrets when they're older. So. <laughs> Right. And, you know, like you're saying, sometimes like, you know, as unfortunate it is, as it is, like some people do need that kind of catalyst, whether it's a, a loss of a loved one or, or some other sort of big thing to like really let them know, like, you're a person, you're a human, you're mortal, you you have, yeah. you know, you could be done tomorrow. And as morbid as, as terrible as that sounds, like, I like to tell people that because you could die tomorrow as I think Gary Vee says that a lot. Like, people yeah. ask for advice. Like, what are three words that you were gonna uh, that that you would give anyone? And it's like, you will die. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, <laughs> those are your three words of motivation. Go do something right. about your life. <laughs> right. And, yeah. You know, it's it, sometimes you get arrested by it, and sometimes you can use that as motivation. But I think it's a it, it's like a perspective rewiring to be able to find the way to like turn that into a positive and say, all right, you know. Um, it's not necessarily like, you know, go spend all your money and plan crazy trips and go do that tomorrow. Don't be reckless, but, you know, to find ways to appreciate the things you have in life day to day and, uh, you know, put, put more value in those things, you know? Yeah. And it's definitely like, yeah, it's a balancing act because you have to remember your mortality, but then also figure out ways to like celebrate and be content and present where you are while also dreaming big which is like a really tall order so I feel like it takes a lot of um practice and like it's kind of like creativity I kind of talk about it all the time but because of everything I've been through and like all that I've learned I don't really have very much patience for when people say like I don't have time or it's like no like you totally have agency over all your choices so you just don't yeah. want to do that thing, basically. Right. It's about. It's usually oh about priorities more than it is about time. Time is usually just sure. an excuse. Yeah, because you know? we have the same amount. 
<laughs> right. I, I think I did a recent episode about it. Like we only have, you know, uh, yeah, I did a whole time episode thing where it's like, you only have, everybody has 24 hours a day and there are rich people, there are successful people, there are happy people, there are all sorts of kinds of people in life who are doing different things with those 24 hours a day. And if you're unhappy in life, maybe you need to watch one less episode of Game of Thrones. Like, right. <laughs> you know, re- refigure your yeah. priorities. And, and yeah, I mean, for me, I'm utilizing as much of my time as I can. Um, but, you know, I think it's important to to chill out and make sure you get some rest, too. So yeah. that could segue into a question. <laughs> what okay. uh what what kind of chills you out? Like, what do you do when you need a moment? I mean, you don't always have a choice because you have kids. But um, yeah. if if you could if you could um, without any kind of restrictions, what would recenter you in life? So that's actually really interesting that you asked that like without restrictions question because. Mm-hmm. Um, it like I, I also talk about self care a lot, and I just did like an interview on someone else's like Facebook Live a couple of weeks ago, and she was asking about like creative self care and all that stuff, and like mm-hmm. so like self care doesn't have to be five hours in a bubble bath, <laughs> right. like and especially as a mom, I've learned the value of time. Like we were just talking about, like I can literally. I I'm just I just had to take control and realize what the tools are at my disposal. So I've gotten really into like meditation and mindfulness and learning how to even just like learning how to breathe in the moment because if you're not if you're not like educating yourself on that stuff, it's really easy to kind of like knock it down and be like, oh yeah, learn how to breathe, whatever that means. <laughs> like, but really, really like intentionally learning how to breathe and like being curious and not judgmental about your reactions and like digging into them. Um, so I think it's one part, like meditating has really helped me a lot with that. Um, but if I want to, if I really need to like chill out, like if I'm really tightly wound, I usually, I have to make something. So I have to paint or I have to angry doodle, which sometimes is just like a Sharpie to a piece of cardboard. Um, and sorry, cardboard, <laughs> but it's <usually laughs> destroyed. Um, or like sing or dance. I have a background. I'm kind of like a connoisseur of all different arts. And my bachelor's degree was interdisciplinary arts for children. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a teaching background, but also like drama and music and dance. And so any of those things, if I can do them uninterrupted, that's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the goal so i'm kind of the same way with like the stuff that i enjoy uh you know i want to like fully immerse myself in like all the different things that i love and being able to do those things really does bring me a sense of peace particularly with with music or even with video editing and stuff like that like i want every bit of it and i want to make sure make sure that i can do like every aspect of it as possible and really just like you know just just give everything I've got to it. So uh, I had a question and I lost it because I'm mm. saying dumb things. Um, so I, I wanted to ask a dumb I wanted to ask a dumb question before I got into other dumb questions. So usually one of my favorite one of my favorite things to ask people uh, in general when I meet them is what is your favorite color? 
<laughs> Do you want an explanation for that as well? <laughs> if you want. I mean, this could be a two-hour conversation for all I know. Because I have a really good answer and explanation for that question, so I'm just, like, prefacing to Bring make sure that it's okay, that it's more than one word. Bring it on. Okay, so I'm a visual artist, so color means a lot to me and, like, color mm -hmm. theory and psychology of color. Anyway, so my favorite color right now is cadmium yellow because it's like really warm yellow i wish that i could like show people the visual of what it is but it's basically right. like a sunflower petal is that kind of right. yellow and i love it because it's like full of sunshine and positivity and hope and also fun fact when you put cadmium yellow on a canvas with other colors it amplifies those colors without drowning them out and like Ooh. that's the kind of thing that i love doing so yeah there's my answer to that question. Sounds like a color that is like darling rage personified. <laughs> exactly. Right? It helps It's warm and powerful them. all at the same time. Yeah. Warm and fuzzy. And warm and, I was going to say warm and fuddly. <laughs> warm and fuzzy and or cuddly. Whatever you want to. Fuddly. However you want to. Fuddly. <laughs> warm and fuddly. That's not it. That doesn't even sound like a pleasant word, fuddly. Ugh. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm not going to answer that question because I don't have an easy answer. So, uh, you um, a one-word answer to that question. Um, you know, I I go all over the place. Like I tend to, I tend to hover around the color wheel, um, like every few years. Right now, it's kind of in like a pinkish purplish range. That's kind of like why why okay. all of my um, why all of my sort of like personal branding stuff is like this purplish pinkish hue. I really love mm -hmm. the mix. I really love the mix or the dichotomy of like a nice bright pink and a nice like bright blue. Um, mm -hmm. Those two just, I could throw that on a filter of everything and I feel like it would look fantastic. So I don't know. I'm just really obsessed with that sort of look right now. It feels really good. And there's um sort of like a trend in design of doing like heavy duotone stuff. Yeah. Um, so I just, I really love those two colors. Like that is my default when I'm trying to do something like that. I'll try that first. Um, just cause I, I like the way it feels and looks. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Like vibrant colors are a thing right now. Makes me so right. happy. <laughs> so I have, um, so I pulled up an article of 36 fun interview questions and <laughs> I think you should pick a number between 1 and 36. Oh, man. Uh, 12. 12. That's a good number. I like 12. 12 is one of my favorite numbers. <laughs> nice. Mine too. Um, That's why I picked it. <laughs> I'm excited to hear the answer to this question. What, oh, is the funniest, what is the funniest thing that has happened to you recently? <laughs> uh, stumbling into anchor. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, that's a hard question. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, well, I... so my, like, I, the only thing that I'm coming up with right now is like related to my kids because it's just like a circus all the uh -huh. time. So, right. yeah. So I guess it's funny, I guess, but it's also kind of gross. Like, so my son, because it's, <laughs> summertime when I, uh, whenever we're at my parents house like swimming he just like runs around naked and then 
um, <laughs> which is totally fine. But the other right. day I picked him up and, you know, he acted like he was a little puppy and he peed on me, but I had to go to an interview like right after. Oh, no. <laughs> and all I had, because I literally had to like jump in the car right after that, like I was picking him up to hand him to my mom before I jumped in the car and I was oh, going to be late. So I like couldn't do, yeah, it was bad. So I had Febreze in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like going to the interview and like trying to Febreze the heck out of my shirt. And yeah, thankfully I always like have some sort of like cardigan, not on purpose, just because I'm like messy. Um, right. <laughs> um, so I kind of covered it up, even though I probably looked really dumb for wearing a cardigan in like 85 degree weather. Um, but I couldn't let them see like a pee stain on my shirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I got the job. That would be bad. It worked out. Nice. <laughs> I mean, either you did a really fantastic job or their standards are incredibly low. Yeah. Hopefully the one. <laughs> They're like, the last guy came in and he had poop everywhere, so you're an upgrade. Um, yeah, anyway. you're a step above. <laughs> move, you're, you're making us move up in the world. <laughs> All right, pick another number, 1 to 36 except 12. 33. 33. All right. <laughs> this is stupid. Um, awesome. <laughs> you've, you've been given an elephant. You can't give it away or sell it. What would you do with the elephant? Um, <laughs> create some si- sort of sideshow, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All animal animal activists everywhere are like we hate you. <laughs> right. Right. I you just lost a lot of friends on anchor. <laughs> it's fine. Not everyone's <laughs> gonna like you. It's okay. <laughs> that's true. That is very true. I I either that's an upcoming thing I wanted to talk about or I already did. I can't remember. But but that's that's huge. I mean, <laughs> elephant is huge. Um, that that is. I mean, <laughs> unless it's a baby pretty... elephant, is it a baby elephant? <laughs> I, they didn't they didn't specify. So if it's a baby elephant, you might have uh, a little bit of wiggle room as to what you can do yeah. with it. Literally, because I could maybe fit it in my house. Probably not, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it'd be pretty great. Somebody walk into your house and be like, "Is that a baby elephant?" Yes, and, it uh, is, because we're just that B.A. around here. Right? Living the dream. Uh-huh. Anyway, pick another number, 1 to 36, except for 33 and 12. Uh, blah, 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 7. Somehow I knew you were going to say 7. That's super weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really weird. Um, what was the last gift you gave someone? A hug. <laughs> That's a solid gift. <laughs> yeah, a hug or probably a painting. I really like to I'm I'm having a hard time like walking the line between um pricing my stuff appropriately, um which is, you know, if I were to for everything it's kind of insane because of the value of paintings, but I also on the other side of my business really like to randomly give huge paintings to people because right. sometimes especially like and this actually, I think this was like two months ago, actually, I had a friend, 
a friend who had a friend who lost her son um, and she was telling me about her and it made me think of one of the paintings that I just finished. So I wrote a note to her on the back and I just gave it to my friend to give to her. So, cause I really like spreading color love. Right. You're full of all these touching stories. <laughs> right. Apparently I can't um, help it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you're just full of darling rage. You're just trying to give it to everyone you can. I mean, basically, right. <laughs> it's the epitome of like, I don't know, it, it's, you know, the vibe that I get and that I appreciate is like, um, you know, you're you're respectful and loving and caring to people, but you won't exactly let people run you over either. You're, no. That's, that's, that's the rage part of it, which is like Yeah, fantastic. well, and it's like a balance, right? Right. <laughs> Everything's got to be one. in balance. And like, I like thinking of it like a muscle, like muscles are like useless unless there's tension, you know? So there's mm-hmm. got to be right. there's got to be tension for it to be strong. So my yeah. libra brain really appreciates that. Not that I care about <laughs> astrology, but I don't know general. much about astrology besides the fact that I'm a Scorpio and that means that I'm intense apparently. <laughs> yes, there's um I used to I kind of like quote unquote studied astrology for like a year because I, I don't know wow. why I just I got into like this real obsession about it. I just thought it was fascinating as a thing. Um mm-hmm. I didn't really believe in it. But it was more about um personalities of people more than it was like the stars and things. Like I really like yeah. I've always liked breaking down personalities and personality types. You know, you being the ENFP and I am an INTP for you guys, if you don't know, um, <laughs> for for the Myers-Briggs types. And, you know, other I've always been fascinated with, like, gender studies and personalities and um, how people interact with the world and how they think. And I think astrology was just kind of like another way to sort of find ways to break that down. Um, yeah. So so it wasn't necessarily about like saying, you're a Scorpio, you're obsessed with sex. <laughs> you're <laughs> Libra, you're obsessed with stability or being instable and you know you're an aquarius you like to um uh tell people they're being stupid uh stuff like that um it, it, it did freak me out a couple times because i was able to like guess people's signs based on their personality traits a couple times and i was like Crazy. no that was that's just a wild guess there's no way that's actually true so i don't i I stopped. I kind of stopped because I didn't want to like become a believer. For some reason, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do You're that. Such a I, was, rebel. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to give in to that. That just doesn't. It doesn't feel right. I had to. I had to cut myself off. Um, anyway, I, I'm going to pick the next question because okay. I'm reading them, and I think the next one's going to be a doozy. <laughs> this is this is question number eight. And okay. What were you like in high school? <laughs> so it's kind of it's I laugh at that because it's a pretty even 50-50 split so like freshman and sophomore year um, Aero Pastel super preppy um, nice. super like did everything everything right like did everything I was supposed to do like on the honor roll actually I was on the, on the honor roll for my entire four years because that's just kind of my personality um, so but then but plot twist I really like nasty breakup after my I think it was my sophomore year so like the summer after my sophomore year is really nasty breakup and that basically like 
spun me out of control and um, basically planted the thought in my brain that I must be worthless, even though I didn't realize it at the time, like that's definitely what was happening. Um, And so I started being pretty like self-destructive in every way possible. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, not that it's bad to be emo. I have so many friends who are super emo, (laughs) but like (laughs) I was super like, emo and like had the haircut i need emo. to find those pictures yeah i'm like <laughs> refined adult version emo i guess <laughs> it's kind of funny to, it's kind of funny to see like the adult versions of emo kids like you kind of just you kind of see each other like in adult dress and you're just like yeah i know i know who you really are <laughs> yeah we know you, you know it's something Something really funny that one of my friends said recently that I was like, heck yes, that is totally true, is that, you know, the whole hipster movement or whatever, uh-huh. like, either either you're a true hipster and you're, like, fresh out of high school and everything, or you're a punk kid who, like, grew up because punk kids all present as hipsters right now, <laughs> like, if they're over, like, age 23 or whatever. Oh, man. I just happen to have a beard and dark glasses Uh and wear flannel. There's nothing. You just proved proved my entire point. I don't, we're not going to get into this. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. I can be kind of hipstery. I'm not obnoxiously hipstery. But, well, you know what's also funny is that isn't like part of the definition of hipster, like someone who's like, well, I thought that was cool before it was cool. And, like, I feel like you're resisting the hipster label as kind of, like, ultimate hipster move. I know. I do that on purpose. But, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny because, like, I, like, I would say that or I'd continue to go down that rabbit hole. And you're like, you're just being even more hipster, bro. Shut up. Stop it. I'm going to go listen to Dashboard Confessional now. Um, called it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fine. Whatever. It's a style that works for me. <laughs> uh, so high school, exciting. Uh, I I I hated high school personally. Really? Um, yeah, not not a big fan. But maybe that's something we can talk about on your station. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, I that. <laughs> yes, yes, I have many, 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 many embarrassing and ridiculous stories throughout my life of making bad decisions and being a punk kid and being rebellious and yep. not catching the baseball when I'm supposed to. So <laughs> Me too. Um, <laughs> move on to the next question. Move, move on to the next one. <laughs> right. I mean, if we're going to be here for three hours, we can keep going, but um, we should we should respect our listeners. Um Okay, let's keep going. Uh, pick another number, one to thirty-six. I can't remember the ones you did, so just pick one. And I'll tell you if you did it already. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Kind of jumping up and down here. I see. See what you're doing. Describe. Oh, there you go. Describe the color yellow to someone who is blind. I did already. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of yellow did, actually, looks. So. Yellow looks like sunshine feels. That's go. a good, that's a very good description for someone who's blind. I think they can, yep. <laughs> it feels like black. Uh, no, that was a terrible <laughs> joke. Um, <laughs> one to 36, pick another one. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two. I'm glad you appreciated that terrible joke. Um, 
Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, this one's a good one. You're a new addition to the crayon box. What color would you be and why? Does that mean I have to come up with a new name? <laughs> that could work. Uh, yes, come up with a new name and what kind of color it would be. I don't know. <laughs> That's hard because my automatic thought is that, like, the crayon box has, like, everything already. So I would just right. become an existing color. Um, I So besides yellow, I also really, really dig Robin's Egg Blue because okay. it's really refreshing. <laughs> right. And calming and pretty because everything right. is pretty. <laughs> everything is pretty. Basically. Right. We were Please talking do. about this before, but I think that everything is awesome most of the time. So it's really hard for me to get to a place where I'm like, yeah, no, I don't like that thing or that thing sucks. I'm not a right. complainer usually. Like I just, I'm an encourager and I just dig stuff all the time. <laughs> so. Well, that's why you're like super fantastically easy to talk to. That's why I've basically been speaking to you for like three days straight. Uh, so, like, I imagine this blue color just like popping into the crayon box and just be like, "Hey guys, how's it going? You guys having a good time? All right, I'm here to, you know, I'm gonna open this box now. So we're gonna have ourselves a, a real fun time. You guys ready? All right, cool. You guys wanna have a pool party? <laughs> yeah. Right. Who brought the snacks? Anybody brought snacks? I got tacos. <laughs> tacos. Let's listen to let's listen to some emo. Um, yeah. Who brought the newfound glory? Um, all right. <laughs> anyway, newfound glory sounds like it should be like a beer at this point as well. Um, yeah. So okay, another number. We will do a couple more. Okay. Um, eleven. Eleven. <laughs> number eleven. I'm going to read this in an old-timey voice. Tell me something about your last job, other than money, that would have inspired you to keep working there. That was kind of Bane. That was kind of Bane-ish from Batman, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, actually. Tell me something about your last job, other than money, that would have inspired you to keep working there, Batman. So, <laughs> okay, Bane. <please>. Um... <laughs> So that's interesting because <laughs> so my last job, it, it, for people who don't know me very well, and actually, like, even if you know me on Anchor, you probably don't know this, that I'm, like, a okay. super overly certified teacher. So I have, like, five certifications, three donculus. Um nice. Not using any of them right now. So that's the rebel in me, apparently. Um, so the last full-time position I had was teaching inner city kids at a charter school, and if my boss wasn't completely batshit crazy, um, I would have stayed for a number of reasons, but mostly because of the kids. Um, right. I actually did, like, I was privileged enough to not really have a full classroom. I got to work with kids one-on-one, -on -one and I did, like, play therapy. Um, right. So basically I got to hang out one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one with all of the kids who, like, had rough home situations or, like, school adjustment difficulties. Um, and there were some really, like, sad stories. Um, but, yeah, the kids would have kept me there because I just really liked being able to bond with them one-on-one -on -one and, like, encourage them and let them know that they're worthy of love and belonging, like I like to do for everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was Thank really you. rewarding. Clearly there's a common thread in all of the work that I do. So. Right. You're just this big ball of joy and love and yellow. <laughs> Basically like the sun or something. 
<laughs> right. Warm and fuddy. Um <laughs> which is I mean, you know, kids and kids particularly need that. You know, they don't always you don't know what they get at home. You don't know if they get the love no. that they really need. So they need it in all areas of life, you know? So uh, yeah. teachers teachers are ballers, like no joke, the good ones, I should say. Like they mm-hmm. really do put in so much work and caring and like it's fantastic. Um I'm gonna pick a Shout question. out to all the teachers. Yeah, teachers, what's up? Um, let's see. Let's see. No, that's a stupid question. Um, don't, don't pick question number 27. That's a stupid question. Um, uh, some of these are really dumb. Um, all right, just pick a number. That would make it interesting. Yeah, let's just, let's just pick, just pick another number. One to thirty-six. Eighteen. That's a good year. Um, totally. <laughs> eighteen was like the one of the. Eighteen was one of the first times in my life where I was like, I'm not gonna really do anything that anyone tells me to do. <laughs> I mean, I I did that a lot when I was a kid, but it was the first time that I was like, all right, I'm out of high school. Um, yeah, screw you guys. Number yeah, 18. 18 was a rough one for me. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Um Well, we already covered some of that, so we won't we won't mm-hmm. we won't have you dive further into that. So number eighteen, what inspires you? Everything. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just wish I, I you know, you should have came into this like expecting to give like cop out answers for everything. I would have hated this. You <laughs> like Everything. Um, What's my favorite my color? Favorite Everything. Color, my favorite color is all of the rainbow and right. everything. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, what inspires you, dogs? I want to thoughtfully answer this question. Actually, so okay. what inspires me, I think, is people a lot. Obviously, I'm an ENFP, so I really like connecting with people and talking to them and hearing right. their story. and. I love, love, love hearing stories of people who have like completely different worldviews and perspectives from mine. Like I right. love that. It's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I love getting into conversations with people and I really love seeing people like putting up a fight when they shouldn't, you know, right. when it doesn't make sense for them right. to. Um, yeah. So, and yeah, any like, any human being stuff makes me really excited. But I mean, I love colors and stuff too. So, and I'm a like film connoisseur and I love special effects. So I could, I watch, I feel like I watch Netflix to do research, like color research (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. because I could watch a really, really good, like what's one of them. Um, Like song of the sea is one of my favorite, like animated films and like just, the narratives and the imagery and like, Oh my gosh, I was at the end of that movie. I was like ready to crawl out of my skin. Cause I was like, I have to make a ton <laughs> of stuff now. This is so awesome. <laughs> have you seen, um, have you seen the little prince? Yes. That was my second answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was everything. About I remember that. that being, yeah, that was like so visually striking. I remember how like I, I was supposed to be, um, cause we were going to do some campaign stuff for my last job. We were going to do some stuff for that, and then they decided to pull it from theaters. Um, 
And I was like, oh, all right. It seemed like it was going to be interesting. And then it came out on Netflix, and I was like, wow, this is, like, gorgeous. I would have loved to see this in theaters. Yeah, same. Yeah, and when we watched it on Netflix, I didn't know. I actually hadn't read the book because it's based on a children's book, and I hadn't read it, so I didn't really know what the plot line was. But it was like, oh, it's a kid's movie. I'll watch it. Watching it with my five-year-old. I'm, like, bawling on the floor. I'm like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. And he's like... (laughs) What's wrong with you, mommy? <laughs> so, so I know you've like painted on canvas and stuff. Have you ever done any other kind of like children's books or any other mediums or anything in that like that that involves painting? No, like so children's books crossed my mind. Um, I think the reason that I haven't really gone into stuff like that or like illustration is because I'm such an intuitive and process based artist that. Uh-huh. Um, almost the only way that that can like result on the canvas is like abstraction. So it's, um, so I'm sure I would love in the future to like make books and stuff. Um, so, but when you look at my canvases, it's a lot more like ethereal and gestural and, um, impressionistic and abstract. I have a couple of different styles that I work in that are like my style and my voice, um, that have come from like, the last couple of years of just painting my brains out. Um, But yeah, I'm super process oriented and I can't like, if it's something creative business is one thing. Like I love running a business and I love all the, that part of the brain. But like, if I'm creating something, I really need to be able to do it like in a very body kinesthetic way. And it has to be off the cuff and it has to be like straight from my heart. So I don't like like one of those, like, like one of those moments where like, you know, I always describe it as when I would draw something, because um, I've, I've done some illustrations, but not really as consistently as, as, consistently as I would like. Um, I, I, I describe it as like this, your eyes roll in the back of your head kind of feeling like, like time stops and you're just like immersed into it and you come out of it and mm-hmm. you're like, I made that. How did that happen? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I feel, that, I feel that, that way with like, yeah. <laughs> Like getting into that flow state is like a high. It's like orgasmic. It's like this in, incredible feeling to get to. And uh, I, I don't know. I think we, I think we all strive for that. But I feel that way when I make music and doing all these things. It's just. I think it's why a lot of us do what we do. Yeah, for sure. And I like. I should add too that I'm technically classically trained. So if I wanted to, I could make some pretty badass realism stuff. But I just don't really want to. So I've worked in like charcoal and all of those things and done like life drawing and, but it's just not something that resonates with me right now. So. Right. Uh, question that I'm curious about what, um, you've, you've mentioned to me that you watch like superhero shows and stuff. Do you have a favorite superhero? That's really hard (laughs) (laughs) because I love everyone. (laughs) Uh Another, another cop out answer. (laughs) well so here's another cop-out answer i really like right now i love wonder woman but Mm -hmm. mostly because she's just like total ba woman on screen and like you can't get around how awesome she is like she's just incredible and i and i kind of love i i mean talk about like darling rage and like that dichotomy like i (laughs) love how sweet i love how sweet and like totally innocent she is Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously she learns as she goes, but she still retains that like 
innocence while also being a total badass. So right. that's pretty rad. <laughs> and I, I, you know, it's nice to like, I wouldn't say finally see that on screen, but like, it feels like it's, it's so rare to like get such a well-developed female character that is so yeah. confident, confident and sweet and cute and sexy at the same time without being like overtly that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just, it's, it hits all of those fantastic things of her just being a complete badass. And I've always, I've always appreciated women who are strong and intense and like, not just from like, you know, attraction standpoint, but as people, like they're just, they're yeah. a force to be reckoned with. And it's so cool to see that on screen. Yeah. And I think there is something to be said too, for like the well-rounded character. Cause I appreciate mm-hmm. that about her as well. That, and that's part of the plot line, honestly, is like her relationship and her ability to be vulnerable and like, yeah, because it sometimes with like the whole feminism thing, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this, but like <laughs> sometimes it beca- it can become like so far on the other side where you have to be like hard about everything that you right. like can lose the human connection and vulnerability and like that softness that all human beings like no matter what gender we're like made for, um, mm-hmm. and we don't have like that vulnerability factor. It's kind of like pointless. So, right. Uh, the well-roundedness is really what it is. And you're right. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's interesting to see that it can get too far into like that, that cliche feminist sort of mindset. Um, yeah. Where it's just, you know, feminist means like, ironically, like being aggressive or being a dude, yeah. <laughs> you know, which is, which is totally weird. Um, but yeah. I, I see what you mean. Which is a gender yeah. thing and not, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's a whole other can of worms that is probably not the best thing to to try to break For down sure. at this point. but, <laughs> but uh um if anyone has questions well, for me just call into my station and we can have an actual conversation about that so yes yes i am not i am not you know i have thoughts about stuff like that but i am not qualified to be like the smart person when it comes to that topic like i like to talk through and work through that sort of stuff i think it's interesting and fascinating to discuss but i often yeah. end up accidentally hurting someone's feelings because i'm still actively working through it yeah. <laughs> so you know you just say something weird and it's like but you saw that somebody was a dude and i'm like that's not what i meant <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i sorry. think a good, rule of, a good rule of thumb is to not assume people mean a certain thing when they just say something like offhand <laughs> like maybe ask right. them and listen <laughs> so, so so how do you feel how do you feel about like anchor as a voice medium versus like facebook and twitter which are more um text-based i know we had like I don't know if you were in on the some of the early discussions I had on Anchor were involving like online communities and like the differences mm-hmm. between voice and text and how with text you can misconstrue so much and misinterpret yeah. so much um you know for better or worse usually for worse whereas the yeah. voice medium and particularly with Anchor I, I think it's also a matter of the community like Anchor's been such a nice supportive great community um I haven't yet come across any like weirdos or mean people really but um yeah how do you how do you feel about uh voice versus text well i love it obviously because i'm on anchor all the time um but yeah it it definitely adds that more human element because there is like a tendency even though we say it all the time like 
social media is a highlight reel. And like when you're looking at somebody's text that they sent or like comment, like you might not know the context. And but like we all still go into a flying rage for no freaking reason over like a Facebook post. (laughs) So um, and like Anchor is really, really cool because it's so much you're connecting so much closer to the actual human, like you're hearing their voice. They Mm -hmm. might like cough or you hear like their kids in the background or you know like there's actual real-time human happening (laughs) so I think it's much easier to have conversations about things because in essence even though you're not in front of the person you're having a real conversation so anchor's awesome for that like some of my favorite stuff has been like that that's sort of like real life stuff where you hear like somebody in the background, somebody's kid walks in or uh, just like a quick little interaction. And you, you know, you, you get the sense that like, they're not just someone in a recording booth, but, you know, they're talking mm-hmm. on their phone on their couch or in a bed. And then their kid comes up and they're like, Papa, and you're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's so I, relatable. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I um I I love Anchor for that. I think the voice stuff like the misconstruing of context is so dangerous and I I think it's you know not to get too heavy into like crazy like political topics but it's like a lot of people have misconstrued people's intentions and descriptions of things because of text yeah. and not that people are talking about that sort of stuff on Anchor but some are and I think it's easier to to understand where someone's coming from and really learn about people's backgrounds, even just by the way they speak. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's a lot harder to make assumptions. Right. (laughs) So that's good. Let's do two more questions because we're coming up to like an hour on this version. And I think for the sake of our listeners, I already had a two hour interview (laughs) with Purse. So we don't even know if anybody actually listened to the whole thing yet. So, um, yeah, admittedly, I have not gotten through the entire two hours yet. <laughs> right. So. But it's cool. You're one of the haters, like the rest of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know, I know. Which is like, the, I know I make those kinds of jokes, but like you're the least possible person that would actually be a hater to like anybody. <laughs> Aw, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's Hi. see. Let's see, let's see. A lot of these are like interview questions, so I'm trying to find one that's like just a general like fun question. Like like job mm-hmm. interview questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> right. It's like really random questions like how many square feet of pizza is eaten in the US each year? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> why would I know that? <laughs> yeah. It's like why would I know that or like is it a, is it to like try to get them to to like pretend to to see if they'll pretend to know the answer or they say, I don't know. Why the hell are you asking me that? Right. Yeah. That's actually a pretty valid point. Like different <laughs> people, <laughs> it's always good to be able to say, I don't know anything. Right. <laughs> oh man. I'm not going to pretend to. <laughs> so I know you've been married for years and years and years and I'm sure you guys still go on dates. Make it sound much. like I'm super old. <laughs> You've been married for about fifty-seven years. <laughs> You've been married for like decades. And... <laughs> but 
years and years and years. Sorry. And to be fair, we got got married. I was 21. So that's pretty much like my adulthood so far. Right. No, you said 1988. I'm I'm old. <laughs> so Basically. 1985. It's just I'm not that much older. Oh, but, um, years. Oh, three years is a big difference. Like 28 felt like a, an eternity ago. <laughs> okay. So, so friends anymore? <laughs> right. Generational right differences. Now. Right. Oh my we're God. done. <laughs> I had a uh, what was I leading to? I had a question. Um, I don't know. All right. Essentially, what would your what would your ideal night out or date be with your uh, husband or random stranger? I don't know. A random stranger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I really like like exploring new places and just kind of letting it be an adventure. So if we had like, if time wasn't an issue (laughs) because the kids are usually getting babysat. So that's always like a thing. Um, But yeah, no, I would like, I really, really like road trips Um, and not even necessarily for like the destination. Like I really like driving in a car with someone and like singing songs at the top of our lungs with like the windows down and then just like talking about, all manner of things because I'm a total verbal processor. So that would be fun. And then there should probably be some form of like nachos in there somewhere. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, and then end the night with like a really rad movie and like snuggles and stuff because that's cool. (laughs) What would the rad movie be? What would the rad movie be? I think it depends. Like, if the person, okay, so I'm a total nerd geek, um, and I don't know which one of those words I'm supposed to use for myself, so I use them interchangeably, but I know that there's, like, a difference. Sure. <laughs> um, Who cares? But, like, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really passionate about people seeing, like, um, trilogies, so if they haven't seen a trilogy, I'm going to be like, well, you should probably just have an open mind and see the damn trilogy. Um, right. So... Like, if someone hasn't seen Lord of the Rings, for example, be like, well, we're just going to sit on this couch for 12 hours and watch Lord of the Rings because you need to be right. educated. For about six <laughs> days. So that's pretty much what would happen with me because I have not seen Lord of the Rings. So um, that's something I'll have to do at some point. Okay. Um, <laughs> like snack breaks and stuff like that. I don't know. That's fun to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Take a break. Make sure you, like, you know, get some cardio in and. And, and take your time to like stretch out and move the limbs. before twelve hours of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> right, move move the limbs, stretch the legs, spread the legs out a little bit, you know that sort of stuff. So, absolutely. Um, so, what is your? I know this is going to be a really difficult question. So you can say, you can speak in generalities here. I will allow it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Favorite bands and or musicians? No. (laughs) (laughs) Just start spouting them off. It doesn't matter. Uh, Okay, so... You don't have to rank them. Good, because that's never going to happen. Right, it's impossible. (laughs) So I literally collect music like it's candy and hoard it <laughs> and then nice. listen to it a bunch and then forget about a band for like five years and then rediscover them and get really excited. Um, right. 
so, and because I'm like a puppy dog about everything, I would say like some of my favorites right now, um, it's totally random, but like Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack is like on point, but that's like a yes. whole bunch of different bands. Right. Um, but I can listen to that soundtrack all day long. It's like the best. Um, <laughs> and I really like Matt and Kim and 21 Pilots and the Dirty Heads which are all kind of in the same genre, I guess, right now. Um, but I also really okay. love all the nostalgic, like, pop punk everything, All-American Rejects, which, funny story about All-American Rejects, when I was in high school and I was, mm-hmm. like, super dumb and naive, somebody, like, said that band name, like, All-American Rejects, and for some reason in my brain, I didn't know that it was a band at that point, number one, and, like, <laughs> in my brain, I was like, All-American Rejects, that's so mean, like, someone has a list <laughs> <laughs> like, all of the american rejects i literally was like upset about it <laughs> oh man that is super cute that's pretty yeah it's pretty ridiculous <laughs> i remember seeing so, them in high school i was i well maybe not high school maybe i was out like just out of high school but um but like the warp tour pretty much any band that's played the warp tour is a band that i would have grown up and listened to and appreciated and still same here to. except for i've never been to warp tour which is a tragedy what? oh man that's yeah. super sad sorry Wish so that, time that could be a date sometime too <laughs> right that would be a good one like that would be rad that's a like if a time machine existed like that would be a nice like time machine back in time sort of date that that would be that's a good true. idea that's totally true. I that. would also really be interested to see like the original Woodstock because my mom was there and um I don't really believe how she explains it. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All kinds oh, of man. shows that we could travel to. <laughs> right, right. That would be fantastic. What okay, in that vein, do you have a favorite show that you've been to? Uh, no. <laughs> No. Um, yeah, no. There I have lots of really, really good stories across multiple genres. Um mm-hmm. like I have some pretty badass stories from like metal shows that I've been to. Um nice. but I think one yeah, like I literally one time was pretty much kicked halfway down a hallway and didn't go to the hospital because I was like seventeen and just thought it was rad that I literally had a shoe mark on my stomach. <laughs> um but <laughs> But I didn't die, so that's awesome. Um, Perfect. I think, yeah, I think one of my favorite shows, okay, here you go, favorite show and one of my favorite bands of all time that isn't a band anymore is The Format. Um, okay. I saw them and too. like, yeah, so good. Um, mm-hmm. And live and in person, Nate was just like, just so, I think because he's like so passionate in the way that he gets into his lyrics and right. connects with the audience and just like... He does he does that type of thing where he'll like sing so passionately that he'll his voice will like break up and get all like husky. Like I love that kind of stuff. It makes me really happy. Um <laughs> but he always did like different like almost like different piece bands. Like he would have like a trombone randomly <laughs> up here right. or and always like and have like the audience split up into groups and do harmonies. So I guess like I really loved it because it was also such a community thing too right like yeah i saw them with uh it was um taking back sunday and jimmy world 
I think it was. Oh my gosh, was, that's a great. Which show. is, it was a pretty intense <laughs> show. It was a, the show itself was good. I was with my ex girlfriend at the time, who was like, we were at the like tail end of our our relationship, so she was kind of miserable, but uh-huh. <laughs> it was, but I had fun. I was like. Ooh, this is great. And she was just like, yep, I'm here. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> I I time. also should add, like, that, like, five-year period when Ska was really cool. Um, <laughs> 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 I went to see, like, the OC Supertones, and, the like, the, the skanking circle that was happening was, like, the biggest oh, one man. I've ever seen in my life. It was so good. <sighs> so that's another you- highlight for sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I miss I miss when everyone agreed that Scott was good. <laughs> now, now you get mixed reactions, but I don't know. I still love it. Like when I'm in a I terrible like mood, me. yeah, like Scott is like what I go to. I will throw on some Save Ferris and go crazy. And you know, I've been thinking mm. of doing like a carpool karaoke type thing on Anchor, and I think Save Ferris might Do be it. on the list. I think that's gonna that's, be that's awesome. Thing. So I think that'll be fun. Um, and what was the first concert you've been to? You went to? Oh, that's a really good question. Or like first big concert. Um, I mean, you could describe it if it's a small show, but you know. No, it was a big one. <laughs> um, so I went with my dad. Um, I had no idea what was going on at the time. Um, right. I think I was like eight, but he took me to see Hootie and the Blowfish. What? So that's, that's such a good first show. <laughs> I had no idea what the hell was going on, but it's a pretty great first show. Also, right. I'm I'm pretty sure that like so word associations and me just okay. like totally missing things. Like right. eight year old me was like, Oh, Hootie and the Bullfish, it's like I don't know, a soap opera. <laughs> Which I also thought soap operas were like people sing and there's lots of bubbles. So there was It sounds so yeah. much better than what soap operas actually are. Word. <laughs> My first concert was um Ricky Martin. And what? Uh, Ricky Martin and <laughs> Jessica Simpson. That's I was sweet. I was that's like I was, preppy that's such a preppy boy concert. Well, I my mom went and she took me. Like she uh, she was like, I'm going to a concert, you want to come? And I'm like, okay, your sure. My mom really wanted to see Ricky Martin. Yes, she did. <laughs> and who could blame her? He was the heartthrob oh. at the time. Yeah. Living la vida loca. <laughs> ba, 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 na, na, ba, ba. And, but I was, you know, I was I was always I've always been a sucker for good pop music. Like I was never ashamed of it um mm-hmm. even in high school when like people would make fun of you for like you like britney spears you like nsync i'm like that shit is catchy <laughs> um, <laughs> you know and they got good dance moves i would learn the dance moves with my little sister it's pretty stupid um Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like i i could vaguely remember all the dance moves for bye 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 I was just going to say that's the one that I memorized was Bye Bye Bye. Yeah. But I know yeah. every word to the No Strings Attached album. So. <laughs> there was a – are you are you the type of person – these days it's kind of a trickier question, but um, do you like listening to albums start to finish or are you more like random singles and songs? Um, I think for the most part I'm more like random because my attention span is not that awesome. Um, but – However, there are exceptions to the rule. Like if mm-hmm. I know if I know that a band or an artist 
purposely like created this album to be like a narrative, then I'll right. go through it like song by song. And usually I'll do it while I'm doing something else. So like if I'm painting um, and like, I think like sleeping at last is a really good example of that. Like his albums are really narrative and mm-hmm. awesome and I right. can listen to them all day. But for the most part, I jump around because ADD. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very, um, very much album driven but um it kind of depends uh but mostly if i'm listening to an artist i would like to dive into their album i think you learn a lot about an artist based on like where they put a song on the album like what track listing and um yeah. how they approach the album as a whole i think you learn a little bit more about an artist that way um but i listen to that artist i listen to albums that way a lot when i was younger you know like listening to cd's and stuff so uh, I would always listen to them straight through. Um, I listen to a lot of um, Jimmy World, Incubus. Um, the Atari's <laughs> album is probably the Atari's uh, So Long Astoria is probably one of my favorites um, to listen to start to finish. As well as um, I'd probably, if I could pick like a number one or close to number one, it would be um, Yellow Cards Ocean Avenue. Um, so good. It's, it's such a <laughs> It's such a like a, an easy like cliche answer, yeah. but there's a reason why it is. Like I feel like yeah. that album saved my life on so many levels, and it's described yeah. my life in so many different ways. Like from mm-hmm. you know Ocean Avenue to like back to California, which is, totally yeah. fits a lot of my life and things that I talk about. Like it's it's uh it's, I could pop that album on and. You know, for me, albums, listening from start to finish is like an immersive experience. Like, I only do that yeah. if I know I can listen to the whole album. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'll otherwise I'll just go track to track. Um, but if I can, if I'm like going for a drive for at least an hour, I will most likely, if I'm by myself or if somebody mm-hmm. that I'm with agrees or is into the same album, I'll play it start to finish. Um, otherwise, just, you know, some fun playlists with a bunch of, nostalgic tracks so you can sing and go nuts it's a good time yeah for real and i was gonna say too i think uh all american rejects <laughs> once i learned they were banned <laughs> um <laughs> their their like self-titled album that had like swing swing mm-hmm. and time stand still and all that totally like front to back album and also like coincided with my breakup in high school so it's it's really interesting how if something like that has to do with like a uh, event in your life or whatever you can listen to it again and like still get a very visceral like right emotional reaction to it it's crazy to me yeah, yeah there's so much of that for me same same deal that's why ocean avenue sticks with me so well and um jimmy world's futures was that for me too there's so much like there's so many amazing tracks on that album that I both want to like feel this like immersive joy, but like kind of want to cry and let out emotions at the same time. It's, it's real intense. That all American rejects album was kind of the same thing for me. Um, but I was, I don't, I don't know when that album came out, but I remember when all American rejects first came onto the scene and like swing swing came out and like, I think it was the last song was one of their, their, uh, singles also I was going mm-hmm. through my first breakup because I, I I was I didn't get my first girlfriend until I was like 15 um, mm-hmm. and then we broke up we broke up like maybe a year and a half later and um, mm-hmm. that album was like I was total that was the birth of my emo years 
<laughs> like that that totally set me into a in, into yeah. that that musical uh emotional connection direction. <laughs> Same. <laughs> right. Well, the street light just came on. It freaked me out. The street light is red. I'm like, ah, somebody <laughs> coming at me. It's what? weird. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't think I have any other questions. This has been an hour and five minutes of jolly, jolly goodness. Do you have anything about yourself, your station? Um, I don't know. Anything about music or I don't know, whatever that you want to <laughs> provide your, yeah, your, no. your last, your last words. <laughs> My last words. Yeah. No, just like come and come and hang out with me at Darling Rage Nation. Cause I like having conversations. So I get really bored if people don't call in and like respond and stuff. So <laughs> you should go There's check out her station. <laughs> right. Come and She's... have conversations with me so I don't get bored. <laughs> right. I mean, Enjoy the music. Enjoy the good times. She's always given some rad advice. Um, I love just stopping and listening to the music. I think your selections are fantastic. And um, I think it's nice to get immersed in the conversations. I feel quite grateful to have gotten to meet you on Anchor. And um, hopefully we'll get to hang out in the future um, outside of Anchor. But for now, we've got this. And we'll continue to hopefully have more interviews in the future. And I'm sure we'll have discussions back and forth and echoes and call-ins and music and all the good things. So All the good anchor things. So shout out to good. Anchor for existing. <laughs> right. It's pretty fantastic. So um, mm-hmm. do you want to do you want to push any of your, like, your social channels or anything like that too? Yeah. I mean, if people want to check out my art, I'm usually on Instagram at the Darling Rage. So you hang out there and you can see what I'm up to art-wise. So fantastic well thank you for joining me on this lovely lovely interview i had a good time me too thanks for having me yeah bye bye